WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Your radio target is locked and you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to StrikePoint. For some strange reason, I couldn't hear the introduction um, jingle, so um, I'm sorry there was a little bit of gap here, but um, we're live now. It is Monday, November 11, and my name is Miguel Demib Svensson, and with me today, I have my co-host, Andy Atkins-Kruger. Welcome, Andy. I can hear Andy. Oh, he's there. (laughs) So, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm definitely there. I'm good, thank you. Good. I think we are we are live very now. Good. There was a little bit of confusion <laughs> starting this show up. I'm very sorry about that. Um, yeah. And last year, unfortunately, there was uh, some traveling going on between um, between the hosts, so um, we we had to reschedule that show. But we're live again uh, today, and a lot of things are going on in our market as usual. Um, there's been um, some more. Discussions about uh, hummingbirds and and possible social signals. Um, there have been some security issues, um, or, or the continuous <laughs> security um, issues between uh, Google and NSA. There's a few comments to that. Um, yeah, I think maybe we should just jump into it and see how much we we get through the show today. How about Let's that? Yeah, that. Yep. yeah. Let's go first. Yeah, so so maybe we should talk a little bit more about uh, about hummingbird. Of course, it's always um, kind of early to to discuss um, details of, of of changes as major as as hummingbird. Uh, but at least there's still some some good discussions about it out there. And there was a an article in um, in Search Engine Land summarizing on a live broadcast that Eric Ench had with um, David Sullivan um, about. Uh, social signals as um, possibly maybe part yeah. of Hummingbird, maybe not so much now, but maybe in the future. Um, yeah, we talked about social signals a little bit before, but but what is your opinion about this uh, new discussion? Well, we we did talk about it, and of course the panel that uh, um, I was relaying the last time we discussed it was the panel at PubCon, um, where Dwayne Forrester was on the panel, but so was Eric Inge. So. Um, you know, it's the, it's the same people talking about the subject. Um, and I think the uh, the basic issue with social signals is that if you remember what I was saying about Dwayne Forrester's statement was that they don't help directly, but there's maybe an indirect effect 
effect because of the fact that they encourage other people to link or to take actions that you know include them i think the post that we've got here um is kind of more about saying that hummingbird is more able to uh encompass social signals in a rational way uh, than previous infrastructures and i think the other point is that that, that I've, I've thought was quite interesting was this this thing about democracy and yeah. the idea that the links are not very democratic because you have to own a website whereas social signals are more democratic because you don't have to own a website you can just be anybody it was an interesting and point I, yeah but i also find that it kind of funny in in this um I'm not actually 100% sure. Uh, Eric Ench is American, isn't he? Um, then he is. So um, any, anyway, they, they, there's a there's a uh, there's a, uh, um, a headline in in this article saying we live in a world of spam. That's just a reality. Sometimes a vote simply needs to be discounted altogether. We all know that. Um, related to this notion that you can't vote for yourself, anything you do that is voting for yourself should simply not count. You don't get to do that. Well, you actually do get to do that in a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> and not only can you vote for yourself in democracy, but the beautiful American way of democracy is the more money you have, the more people you can buy to vote for you. <laughs> so so our real democracy is actually much, much more spammy than what Google tell us is an analogy of, of uh, democracy. It's quite funny in a way. Um, because in normal democracy, your vote for yourself does actually count. And the votes that you buy, <laughs> or you know, kind of buy, also count. So it's kind of funny. It's an yeah. with democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I think we've, I, I think the point about the post was not not so much the um, the the philosophy behind what what, what no, the no. democracy or not. It was more about the fact that uh, you know there's more scope for people to um, share things as individuals than there is you know when you've got a website. You're often a publisher, although of course we've got, you know, it's not difficult to create a blog. There, isn't it? So, even there, um, but I th I, I'm not sure that the the post actually takes us much further on in the subject. But it still, it can don't have much of a direct effect on rankings right now, but that uh, they may do in the future. Well, well, you know, we, as we discussed this before, as we discussed this before, uh, and I and I thought a little bit more about this. Uh, um, why uh, Google and some of the people who, who who trust everything Google is is saying is the truth? Why Google uh, keeps saying so much that the that the social uh, doesn't directly have an effect on, on, on ranking and, and all this stuff. Even though most of us who's, who's testing all these things on a daily basis do see that 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 you can push things with, with, with social. And as we talked about before, I tried it out with websites where we didn't do any link building but only did uh, social. Of course, you know, some a little bit of, of, of natural links comes out of that as well, but then when we check backlinks yeah. and social data, it is still you know ninety nine percent social data and hardly any links. And these websites, we make them rank, even from competitive phrases. Uh, 
Um, and, and, you know, there's so many good examples where we actually do see that that, that social signals does influence uh, rankings. So I'm, I'm thinking, why is Google, you know, pushing this message so much that, that social doesn't have an, a direct effect on, on, on ranking? And and I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe... Maybe it is because, as Danny has always also po- pointed out a lot of times, uh, you know, when when Google created the value or, or promoted the value of, of links, it got polluted by by commercial interest, of course. So now, you know, tons of the links out there are definitely not editorial, but 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 initiated by some commercial reason, and and the same thing, of course, is going to happen to social signals. It's already happening <laughs> to a great extent, and and maybe Google is keeps saying that yeah, it doesn't sure. it doesn't look into so, the signals uh, Michael, because they you, don't you, want they don't want the signal to be destroyed before they even start tapping into it. <laughs> maybe maybe that's one of the reasons. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I've also heard that social signals have uh, a relatively distorting effect because of the way they work, so they're not that easy to use. From a search engine perspective, so I think that's something to, for us to bear in mind as well. Um, but cl- well, clearly, seen, the, the, the way that I've seen, yeah. for instance, if you take if you take uh, um, uh, Twitter, is that normally I would I would say that um, if you get a good link from a domain, let's say you get a good link from searchingland.com in our space, that, that I would consider that to be a good link. Um, if you get one more link from searching the land that might be a little better, you know. But if you're getting ten thousand links from searching the land, that's definitely not going to help you more because there's kind of like a value in getting links from searching the land, and and it doesn't multiply for each time you get more individual links, so right. to speak. But in social, I I definitely see a different um, a different picture. So if you take Twitter. You do actually get more value out of every link you get from Twitter, and, and I think the logic behind that is that every unique profile that already already have a good crowd of followers is a unique entity. Even though it's on the same domain, it's a different person who's voting. So if more people share your stuff and talk about, you know, whatever you do on web, um, it makes sense to assign a different kind of, 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 of voting to, to that, extract a different kind of voting from that uh, than with normal link from a normal website. And I think... At least it looks to me uh, like that is definitely already happening to some some degree. Um, but I think maybe maybe you know Google is afraid that that social signals are going to be polluted much faster than they can develop the way that they are they are analyzing social signals. Are you still with me, Andy? Or we we, we, we there's a little bit of, of popping out. Um, I can't hear you. Um, I don't know if we have a little bit of broad about hummingbird. So please stay with us for a couple of minutes and say welcome to our sponsors, and we will be back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break, only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. I'm Maria Retan. This is Glenn English. This is Tim Ash. James and Arlene Martell here. This is Ross Dunn. And this is John Carcutt. This is Dush Ramachandran. This is Bennett Kelly. This is Jillian Music. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayford. Pleased to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Calcanis. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. New York Times best-selling author and serial entrepreneur, Joel Kahn, will inspire, inform, and entertain you. Search, social, local, mobile, and everything Web 2.0. It's all here on The Joel Com Show. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. We are live again. My name is Miguel Demip, and with me I have Andy Akin Kruger. And uh, we're just discussing um, social aspects of Hummingbird and uh, why or why not social signals may or may not already be in use, and uh, to what degree Hummingbird may extend that. So, yeah. are you with me, Andy? I'm here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we had a little bit of sound problems uh, to start up the show, so I'm sorry if there's a little bit of gaps in in this show. But I hope I hope you um, yeah. Mickle, get you, it anyway. Mickle, you can just blame <laughs> the dumb Americans that don't know how to run a radio show. I understand. It's okay. 
But it's always the dumb Americans. <laughs> it is the dumb Americans, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, Mandy. Yes, Mikko. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, do you believe social signals are, are used uh, today and, and to what degree and, and, and how? Right. That's good that you asked me that question because I thought you were going to ask me if I believed in God. So um, <laughs> You can take that later. Yeah, that's, a, that's probably an easier answer than the social signals one, actually, isn't it? Um, so uh, I don't believe that social signals are used by search engines directly in their algorithms yet. I, I believe that the, there is an impact in social signals that's indirect, the links. But, but one of the things we didn't talk about was click-through rate. You know, if, you, if you're pushing people to um, a particular page or you're pushing them to causing them to go and do a particular search and they're looking for something specific and then clicking through, that's going to help the rankings too. So I think there's a, there's a couple of ways in which social signals can encourage an indirect effect. Um, and like I say, I, I don't believe it's directly counted today. But I think, well, what, I think, you know, what, I think, I think what we're saying about Hummingbird is that the infrastructure of humming, Hummingbird enables that to be uh, the case in the future. I think that's really what, what the... The point about that was well i i think there's no doubt that uh, i will agree with you to the last part of it i i, I think there's no doubt that uh, with hummingbird <clears throat> google's ability to uh, to look at and, and analyze social signals uh, much more detailed and better uh it has probably increased a lot um but i don't i don't agree that social signals doesn't have a direct effect now okay but it I, I, I think it does, but I, the way that I look at it now is more as a uh, extension to 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 uh, normal link profiling. So, so in other words, the the, the if you look at the, the 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 links from social, it's just a different kind of links. I think I think we're getting closer to what is actually going on right now because there's no doubt that Google see the links. I mean, they, if you last time I checked, uh, there was I think about six billion pages from Facebook.com indexing Google. So when Google claim, oh, but we know nothing about Facebook, we know nothing about what goes on there. That, that's definitely not true. <laughs> With six yeah. billion pages indexed, they know quite a deal. And the same thing goes on for, <clears throat> for most of the other social medias. So they do look at all the publicly available content, and in that content is links. So if you just look for, look at it from a link point of view, link count and links from okay, a very okay. prominent website like that count. But, but okay. So, so I think we need to clarify the terms a bit because um, if it's if there's a link, I'm not saying that that doesn't count. I think links or you know count. Um, but when we're talking about social signals, we're also talking about things like status updates and likes and those kind of things, which I, know. Um, I don't think they directly count at the moment. I think they may be used for discovery, you know, for finding new content to crawl, but I don't think they're used directly in rankings. But the links, yes, for sure. But you know, I I, um, I think that that the first step is to understand the links, even in social signals, to be essentially links, and I, and they have no doubt that they count as links. What what I also are pretty sure about is that, as I was trying to explain before, that Google look at links in social in a different way. So they analyze yeah. the links on Facebook.com in a different way than they analyze the links on you know, well. Basically, all other websites or most other websites. Yeah, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. 
then the question more becomes how granular, how how detailed can they understand all the all the different metrics of, of social? How how much do they understand the 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 the, the weight, uh, the authority of the different profiles? Uh, because it's quite obvious that a very prominent authoritative uh, profile when 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 he casts his vote on something it should count more than 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 other votes or at least that's been the logic with right. things uh, so far uh, yeah. and also uh, you can like you can share or you can comment something and i think the general consensus is the consensus is that that liking something is very easy sharing something shows a bigger commitment commenting on something also shows a very big commitment so that different commitments to different actions and yeah. social and to what degree google truly understand these details i can't be 100% sure but and this is like the strategy i've used for so many years for for a lot of i would say more kind of normal websites for 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 SEO. I don't care so much if Google actually understand all the details of that today because I'm pretty sure they're working to do that. <laughs> they want to understand that and not just from Facebook but of course from all the other social uh, uh, networks. From their own web network, Google+, Plus, of well, course, they yeah, already I mean, do understand all that. <laughs> so, as, as a, but as the, reason, the, reason I'm, the reason I'm not so concerned whether Google understands it now is that it's a good goal to have anyway. It's a good goal to have to get as much engagement with users in social media as possible. So you yes. should optimize your engagement for getting more likes, more shares, more comments, more, you know, more engagement. And so even if that doesn't count, even in the event that that doesn't count in Google today and they will, it is still a good, you know, good marketing strategy to do that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any disagreement with you at all that on, on almost almost everything that you said there. I think the 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 only bit that um, I, I would say is that the, the non-link social shares don't have a direct effect on uh, on the actual algorithmic rankings. But in terms of importance, then yes, of course, getting. I mean, I, th I think one of the things that's difficult here is dividing up. The sort of the SEO factors with the important marketing online marketing factors, and for sure, they're you know getting engagement is a is a key thing. But I mean, now I'm speculating, of course. But don't you think because it's 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 available? Don't you think that that Google, just like actually other external services are doing, are using uh, whatever publicly available information they can get from from a social site like Facebook to build. Yeah. And an index of profiles and authority, uh, authorities, because I mean, essentially, that's what they're doing with their own website. And a lot of that can also be done on Facebook just by crawling public pages. I mean, let's you know yeah. take whatever well, you know. post. I'm looking at one of the posts that I've did in, in Facebook now, and there's a number of people who liked it. Um, and for all the people who liked it, there's links to their profiles. And you can crawl that profile and you can see how much they update and how much other people are liking that. I mean, you could do a full-blown link analysis just on what you can crawl on publicly available pages on Facebook and get a very, very good and detailed understanding of, of, of that network. Or you can even yeah. use that, the API, the social graph, of course, to pull that data. So why would, would Google not do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's for sure. I don't disagree with anything you, you, you're saying there apart from – uh, from a search engine perspective, uh, from anybody who's analyzing big data, the, one of the things you have to say is that just because the data is there and it's available doesn't mean to say that it's going to give meaning. 
um, and a result. And, you know, I, nope. I work with big data and there's quite a lot of data that we've tried to analyze and play around with. And at the end of the day, you say, well, no, that doesn't give us any meaning. It doesn't deliver anything. So you, you end up having it but ignoring it. And, uh, but you know, I, I think, that's I think a fact you of know, I would claim, um, it would probably be different in a, in a few years, or but I would claim that um, social signals are less polluted today than link signals are. Uh, so yeah. I think actually, I would actually say that, that today, if you want to understand what is a hot topic, what is the talk of town, what, um, what article on any given subject is the most uh, uh, talked about right now. I would claim that for all these things, social signals are very important, even today. Um, so, so, so I think that, that there's no logic for me in, in, not, in, in terms of not looking at these signals to whatever degree they can. Uh, and and I think that's that's probably the bigger discussion. Of course, that's why hummingbird is coming into to the equation now because maybe with hummingbird they are be, they will be able to to or possibly with hummingbird they'll be able to do much more analysis of social signals. But well, I, I definitely do think it's I, it's it's all there. <laughs> I think I think one of the things that we well, we ought to just remind ourselves about um, hummingbird is that hummingbird is also clearly about natural language and you know, the how-to questions and ignoring the uh, peripheral uh, keywords, sorry, the, not keywords, the peripheral, the, the peripheral terms that people use in queries sometimes, like where can I find an awesome uh, cheap flight? Uh, you know, well, the word awesome doesn't really add much to the cheap flight, but uh, previously a search engine would have gone and looked for a a page that contained the word awesome, even though it didn't actually add anything to the result. And that's certainly something that's built. That's a very simplistic uh, version of it. That's something that's built into Hummingbird. So it's about that as well. It's not just about, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not designed purely to deal with social signals, I think. No, no, definitely not. But of course, uh, I mean, for, for beside the whole infrastructure part of, part of things, um, the, 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 the fact that, that they stepped up, in understanding the meaning of language, of course, yeah. makes it also more likely that they can understand the meaning of social signals. Uh, True. Because yeah. it, it, but I think I still think um, it's it's a little off topic what we just talk about. But 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 uh, I think that sentiment analysis are gonna be very difficult for yes. the search engines. Uh, yes. I think they're going to have to step very careful in, in, in doing that, and, and, and I'm pretty sure they will. And also, even if they perfected um, analyzing uh, uh, that kind of data, sentiment data, I'm not sure how useful it will be. I know yeah. we talked about this in the past, but I had some really good discussions with some engineers at Google about this uh, several times in the past. And because we talked about it in the, in the context of links. So it wasn't about social. It was about links. And we're talking about the, 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 the reason, for instance, link baits are working so well as a link building uh, a tool is that if you put out something maybe very provocative or funny or something, some people are going to like it and love it. Some people are going to hate it. And, and, and often both of them are going to link to you. Some of them are going to link to you and say, oh, Andy's so great. You know, and some of them are going to link to him and you know, say the opposite. And, and, but, but, they all count, <laughs> but they all count as votes of confidence 
in, in, yeah. in algorithms today. We, we all agree on that. And But I talk yeah. with the engineers at Google about what if at some point Google can understand the difference between, you know, a positive vote and negative vote, so to speak. Um, would it? Would they? Would they look at them differently? And and I think I agreed with the engineers that no, they would not, because it doesn't make sense to Google. Because in most searches, we don't know if that person have a preference for one side or the other side. And even if that person did, isn't it Google's job to serve up you know a variety of of, of results? And isn't it likely that? The article, let's say it's an article that's stating some some ideas about some, some issue, is it likely that that article that most people are talking about, even if they like it or not likely, is a very good result to put in the top? You know, I, 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 I think I, so. <laughs> I think I think you've just written the formula, uh, something along the lines of uh, query plus uh, sentiment doesn't equal intent. Because <laughs> the fact that the sentiment is one way or the other doesn't necessarily link to the to whatever the the, the intent of the query was. Both of those yeah. are very difficult for search engines to figure out. So essentially, what yeah, you're and saying, then of course, of course, this is assuming that they could even make good sentiment analysis, which yeah. I, I would not say it would never happen because I would never say never in technology. But I think it's going to take many many years before before. Sent- Automatic sentiment analysis are, 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 are good enough to, to base uh, uh, search algorithms on. Well, I, I don't see how sentiment analysis can ever be derived from uh, computer inputted queries. Uh, but maybe there's a possibility of voice search actually delivering sentiment because, you know, you could analyze uh, voice patterns uh, for the modulation and the ups and downs and the maybe get a bit more of the emotion from the, the from the statement that you can from uh, a text input to a computer however no, we, but I, we, I think i think i think sentiment analysis would never be globally applied but because as you say yeah. a lot of searches you would not be able to extract any sentiment from that but there are also searches where you can extract some sort of sentiment uh, at least you know you can as a human but it's still going to take some time before computers can do that as perfect as uh, humans um, so 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 I, I mean it's going to take time but I, I see it more like an element um, in the same way that we have other types of elements in, in universal search where for certain queries Google knows that the sentiment of this search is this or that, and therefore we want to return a different result for that. Um, I think that that way it could p- potentially be applied, but you know, then again, it's going to take many years because we are far away from perfecting uh, sentiment analysis as it is today. But well, that was kind of like a, a sidestepping on, on on the hummingbird and social signals <laughs> issues. We've before. never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> but so so do you? And so we 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 don't uh, entirely agree on on how much social signals are used now, but but I do think that we agree that it's uh, valuable for the engines to uh, become much better at understanding social signals. And and I mean, essentially, as we talked about several times in the past, Google promoting Google Plus so heavily is definitely one of the reasons is to 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 um, to be able to gather. More detailed information about about social activities. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, we, I certainly agree on that. Yeah, because I mean, it's a 
they're not they're not giving anything away without having uh, some use for what they they get in return. Of course not. They should not. Um, so they've always been been pretty pretty clever with that. <coughs> um, but do you think with 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 hummingbird? Uh, how likely is it that we we, we see a rapid increase in 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 how they 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 deal with social signals? Uh, rapid. I'm not sure about rapid. I mean, I think I think one of the things that um, I feel about hummingbird is that it came in very quietly. Maybe because it's only a tiny little bird and we didn't hear its wings. Um, but I I do feel like it's um, having an incremental effect on the results uh, because I'm seeing quite a lot of movement in uh, rankings for sites at the moment um, across the world not necessarily negative and not necessarily huge but there's a lot of ups and downs a little bit more than usual so i do have the feeling that something is going on there that um, it's a bit more of a creeping <laughs> algorithm than you know some of the blockbuster ones like you know the old famous florida that um, caused everybody such a, such heartache this one's a bit more grad gradual it's my yeah, general but- impression yeah, and or at least I, I I don't think that we will see uh, at least the way that I understand hummingbird now. I don't I don't think we we are going to see any dramatic changes in, um, in 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 rankings and traffic based on on on, on just hummingbird. Uh, but but of course over time, if they if they if they do use it to increase the value and, and, and analysis of social signals, it may shift results a little bit because yeah. then then even more than now, the companies that already have a strong social uh, presence uh, will, will gain and the ones that don't will, uh, will lose. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, it, it's and, – and now that I think we both agree that at least – there's a very potential likelihood that 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 Google will increase its um, its analysis uh, or the, the focus on on social signals, and also knowing that having a strong social presence in itself is a good marketing vehicle, you know, leads me to the conclusion that I came to before that in any case it makes totally good sense for in for most companies to um, to do a lot of a lot of uh, proactive work in, in in social media today. Yes, and I think the other thing that we don't know is what is what Google is planning to do with this in the future. And I wouldn't be surprised to see other forms of uh, search results or presentation of search results in the SERPs giving uh, you know coming from social signals. Um, that that's that, to me that's quite a likely uh, thing we're going to see in the in the near future. Yeah, you know, it, I I think actually it it, it has become. In these days, with with, with all these uh, uh, changes um, and 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 uncertainties about, as you say, exactly what what direction Google is going to take on, on things, I think it has be, be, become an even better strategy than it, than it ever was for me to to kind of look ahead of what Google is doing now and right. try and understand what are the likely signals out there that Google could potentially grab and deal with what would be a likely way to improve search results because I mean that is essentially Google's first goal you know to produce really good search results for their users so if you can somehow you know and that's you know like like social signals I mean we have talked mm-hmm. about social signals for many years now and 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 agreed 
I think across most of our colleagues in, in the business that social signals are interesting signals that surgeons should definitely look at and they probably will at some point and blah, blah, blah. You know, we all agree on that. We may disagree on how much they actually do it today, <laughs> yeah. but we, we agree it's interesting signals. So, you know, even five years ago as a strategy in a company, you could have started working with with social signals or even before that and, and gain something from it. And, and sooner or later, you would know that surgeons would pick up and start looking at this data in more detail and use it much more for rankings. Uh, so you, this way you kind of stay ahead of a curve. Uh, the other way of, the other strategy with, with, with SEO that I also used and, and is still necessary to use for certain very competitive industries is analyzing the constant changes of the algorithms exactly to understand, you know, if we add more of this, if we remove this, if we do this, then we gain a little more, you know, yeah. in, in the scoring and ranking. And, you know, for certain industries, like, like you know, we all know the very competitive industries, it is still necessary to work this way because you simply cannot afford to invest your optimization efforts into what will happen in a few months because it's all about right now. <laughs> Because for every single day, you can make so much money or lose so much money if you're not uh, at top of, of, of search results. So, so it's, a, it's a much different game. Uh, but for a lot of companies that are outside the very, very competitive industries, uh, I've, I've found over the years that it's a very good all-round general strategy to, to focus much more on what, 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 com- what will come in the future as a logical you know, outcome of, of normal development and search then focusing so much on how algorithms work right now. Because essentially if you're, if you're optimizing for algorithms and how they work right now, you're optimizing for what Google did yesterday. Yes. If you're optimizing for what it is likely that Google is going to do next, you're optimizing for what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, well, I, I think one of the things we have to bear in mind are things that are going on with Google Glass and, uh, and Google Now, where they're basically looking at behavior and location and predicting what you might be going to do next. So they can tell you what you need to know about what you're going to do next. Like, you know, you travel uh, into town. Uh, they know you've traveled into town. And so then they give you bus or train timetables for when you start to head in the other direction and say, you're leaving out of town. Do you want to know the time of the next train? You know, because you've traveled on the train going in. You know, all of those kind of things are, are, are being looked at, which is uh, uh, presents an amazing future. And from from a marketer's, how do you use that? Well, basically, you start you have to start thinking about targeting people who are doing things. It's um, it's like the old um, uh, you know banks that used to use uh, the what do you call that? The blue. I forgot the name of the thing. But the when you're walking past a bank and you would actually get signals in your in your phone to say why don't you come in and we've got a special offer on at the moment literally as you walk down the street that wasn't very successful but i think that's what um what google's sort of looking at in the in the future yeah and in just a second we will talk about probably one of the most creepy google patents ever um but before that we have a short break coming up uh, please welcome our sponsors uh, we will be back in just a minute Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> there are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point. We are live again. It's Monday, October, November 11. <laughs> My name is yeah. Michael Demib, and with me I have Andy Atkins uh, Kruger. And we Hello. only have, I think, like 10, 15 minutes left of the show today. Uh, but we said just before the break that we would uh, talk about, very shortly maybe, about probably one of the most creepy uh, patents uh, ever came out of Google. Although they, they did have quite a lot of application. It's not a patent yet. I think it's a patent uh, application for a light-detecting light throat tattoo. <laughs> uh, did you see that announcement um, or the, 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 the cover of it? Yes. I mean, uh, first of all, you look at it and you think this is an April Fool joke. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not April. <laughs> but it, it isn't serious. But the, Well, maybe they're just trying to block uh, other people putting patents in the way of things that they might come out with in the future. And then your final thought is maybe this is where the wearable technology uh, is going, or maybe they're trying to predict where it might go so that we move on from, from uh, something that you attach to the body to something that's permanently, you know, fixed. Cause I think this is a sticker that you, rather than a tattoo yeah. as such, it's kind of a stick on tattoo. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe but, it's part of Google bionic or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe it boosts your, uh, uh, ability jump high fences and <laughs> and yeah, they're gonna have a whole whole line of products with the uh, with artificial limbs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> then they've got this thing that it won't won't only be available for humans, but might be also something you put on your pets. Yeah. And that yeah. that to me is just as horrific as anything else because you know the 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 idea is that it will tell you whether your pet is lying to you or not. And I don't want yeah. to know. Thank you. 
<laughs> I think you'll be shocked to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, you don't want to put it on your wife. <laughs> well, yes, I think that goes both ways. <laughs> Politicians, yeah, well, however, it should be obligatory. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the movie um, called The Invention of Lying. <laughs> Which uh, yeah. kind of put that into a relief. Yeah, we, we definitely want to keep lying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Anyway, I'm not sure. It, in, in one way, it is probably one of the most creepiest uh, uh, patent applications from Google, but I think they had a, a, a lot of creepy <laughs> patent applications. I remember one that, of course, they never, they never put into production either. Uh, remember that one where they put a, a, a patent application for a system that could tap into your microphone on your computer, listen to that signal. Because what they found is that people were very often watching television and surfing the web at the same time. So if they could somehow tap into the microphone and listen to the signal in the room from the television and then serve ads based on what you're seeing in television, uh, that would be yes. really smart. Except, of course, tapping into people's microphone, analyzing the sounds, I'm not sure <laughs> most yeah. people would like that too much. I, I find that very creepy, and and maybe essentially <laughs> that's one of the reasons they never they never went down that road. But they did well, send I, in a pat, patent application for it. I remember. I, th I think I think we need to bear in mind this is the company that listened into people's Wi-Fi. So <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> exactly, they've, they've, been, they've been close to that uh, kind and, of and uh, photograph uh, yeah. all the fences of our houses. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. But they, they, they do have a tendency to be um, to be very um, very creepy. Talk about um, talk about creepy things. Um, there was also uh, uh, another chapter written in the ongoing uh, battle between Google security engineers and NSA and such. Maybe you want to. Um, uh, well, this was this was Eric Schmidt, um, who was released from his um, where, wherever it is that they keep him locked up. Um, to, to pass comment on uh, the NSA um, and uh, basically fairly bluntly critical of the fact that um, uh, access uh, accesses or attempted at accessing data that was traveling between Google data centers had been, um, you know, an attempt to be made to access that by, by the NSA. And I, th I think the whole point of the criticism was, to, was really to... Uh, bring out into the open that Google did not agree this approach, that they did not agree that the NSA should be able to tap into their uh, data in this way and that they've taken extra measures to encrypt the data that's traveling between data centers. Maybe that, maybe that was the reason they needed a hummingbird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Google, uh, uh, Google has this opinion and it's honest and, and all because I, 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 I don't see any reason why why Google would want uh, uh, an agency like S NSA to to tap into their data. They would pro they would of course rather just be left alone as a private uh, company dealing with their own data. But so some you know I'm pretty sure they don't like um, like what what NSA is doing. Yeah, and the, uh, uh, they've never tapped to anyone else's data. Have <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, in a way, it's a little bit hypocritical, isn't it? Because that, you know, they, but you also have to remember. You also have to have to keep in mind that that um, Eric Schmidt was the one that was quoted in two thousand and nine for saying, "If you have if you have something that you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place." 
Yeah, he, uh, he was a statement, of course, that he was criticized very much for. <laughs> yeah, he, he was also sure quoted he... as. He was also quoted as saying that he didn't understand this Twitter email marketing platform, <laughs> which is which bear, bearing in mind what's what's recently happened with Twitter's IPO is perhaps uh, yeah. not necessarily the right thing to say. Yeah, but 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 you know, that, and that that's one thing that always kind of. I don't know. I just find it kind of funny, or maybe sometimes it pisses me off a little bit. But you know, the the, the double standards that Google always have on things, uh, like there's uh, the standard that we we also knew, and there's a different standard that applies to us. <laughs> yeah. Because as 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 you probably remember, right after uh, Eric Schmidt said this, uh, if you have something you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Remember, uh, was it see um, what was it? Uh, Oh, what was it? Tech one, one, some, some tech. E, e, uh, CNET, I think it was, uh, that did an article where they used Google search to try and see yeah. how much personal information they could find out about uh, uh, Eric Schmidt. So they found, uh, you know, his his address and his uh, family, his uh, family members' names, his wife and children, and and where they worked, and you know, different kind of things, just by searching Google and put it into an article, uh, and then then remember, then uh, Google uh, boycotted uh, CNET for I think it was a year or something, where they didn't want to communicate with them at all or anything, uh, and it was quite childish and, and ridiculous, uh, because essentially. They just applied what what um, Eric Schmidt said about all of us. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess we have to say that every business has its edges, and it's uh, it's a bit hypocritical in some ways. Uh, oh yeah, and it's, Google is a very large, very rapidly grown, successful business. So inevitably, there are some grays in what they do. I think that, I think the issue for for mankind, if you like, is that there isn't really any control over what they do. There's no, and I, and I don't think the legislation. You know, we've had these discussions about legislation before. Get the politicians on it. I don't think that's really what would, what we need to to make this work. What we really need is a group of uh, technology people to get together and agree a set of rules as to how this is going to work. Like you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google. Um, eBay, Amazon, you know, putting all of those together, they don't, Apple, they don't particularly get on anyway. So um, if they agree some common rules, then that probably would be a good good thing for the planet in general. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're moving into an area that that could open up to a long, 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 long debate here, <laughs> and we only have a few <laughs> minutes left. Um, but it's definitely interesting to follow uh, follow this uh, this ongoing uh, discussion. Um, and you know, you can so I mean, essentially, you can you can say a lot of good or bad things about you know so called uh, whistlers and and, and um, yeah whistleblowers yeah whistleblowers yeah like like yeah. Snowden, which is essentially. This is partly out the outcome of of all the stuff that he did, uh, but at least yeah. he managed to, to bring up a lot of very important discussions. You could say that. Well, he, he did. And I mean, if you take the UK, we had the heads of the three secret services in an open uh, select committee in the House of um, Commons uh, just this last couple of weeks, and that only exactly. really happened what Snowden had done. Exactly. So. So, um, so at least you know that's one good thing that came out of it. Even if you, whatever you know, opinion you have about the the, the things he actually yeah. revealed, uh, 
because of course I can understand there are different opinions about that aspect of it as well. But yeah, I think we can all agree that the discussion at least is important. Um, it is absolutely. So. Yeah. Anyway, I think we are running out, We're of, out time of time. Now. Oh no! Yeah, we. Are. <laughs> there was so much more that I wanted to talk about today, but um, that we didn't talk about. Uh, we wanted to talk about some recommendations that came out from Searching the Land uh, today. They collected, which I find, you know, now we are in the funny end of it. Searching the Land made a conf- uh, post, uh, I think it was on Google Plus, saying confused about SEO. You should probably listen to Matt Cards, the head of Google Web Spam team, regularly tackling uh, questions covering several topics in what can be the headache inducing in the world of SEO, blah, blah, blah. And then they list a, a number of, um, of, of, of uh, Matt Cards responses, video responses to different things. But the funny thing is <laughs> that I, as we talked about before in the yeah. past couple of years, I think that the, more and more of the recommendations that Matt Cart has been making have been only telling half the truth uh, and, and not necessarily giving webmasters very good advice looking from a marketing aspect. As we talked about the last time with the geo-targeting thing, you can look it up two weeks ago, I think, uh, the podcast yeah. there. Um, that was not a very good advice from a marketing point of view. It was technically correct what he said, but it was just not a very good marketing advice. So a lot of things you have to take into um, second consideration. Um, but anyway, that was. Um, we just want to highlight that again. You should definitely always watch the video from 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 Matt Cotts. There's always something to to take away from it. Um, but just yeah, don't but with, like, with just skept- don't blindly skept- trust. Yeah, with a skeptical mind, you know, thinking, yeah, exactly. thinking about what he's saying and what he really means. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and also what 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 pieces are missing in what he's saying? <laughs> yeah, there might be some more pieces that he's just not saying, which essentially is not like lying, just just not you know telling the whole truth. <laughs> so yeah. you you need to put those pieces into place. You're the marketeer. Uh, Matt Cutts is not the marketeer. He's a Google rep trying to build a really good search engine, um, and all respect for that. So. Um, Having said that, I don't think we, we will have time for more today. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the show, despite the terrible difficulties we had in the beginning. I hope you um, bear with us. And uh, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, next week, it will be with uh, Christian Mahaukson, who has just recently been to another exciting conference in uh, Turkey, uh, Webit. So I hope he will tell us more about how that went. Really big, big conference. I think like 8,000 people or something. So very interesting, but different area of the world. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much, Michael. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.